This is the Kamloops Insider with Parker Bennett. Okay, welcome to the Kamloops Insider podcast, as opposed to the vlog, which we also have. Um, we're without Philippa Thiessen today. She's recovering from a trip to Australia, who's typically on our show. Um, I've seen her travels on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Am I she's correct? Always. She's like social monkey. I love it. Yeah, she's everywhere. And she's always taking photos of where she's at. Yeah. All right. So we got uh, Emma Papalotto behind the scenes, fact finding and keeping us in tune, keeping us in check, keeping our gig together, which I so appreciate. Or at least attempt to. Attempt to. Uh, myself, Parker Bennett from Royal Page Westman Realty. And today, our guest, a true entrepreneur, Mr. Colin Lewis. <coughs> hello, hello. Up. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming out. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. This is super fun. Undivided attention for one hour. One hour only. Perfect. Sounds like the Bee Gees, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I think your business is going to be crashing right now. Your phone's going to light up, and in about 45 minutes, you're going to start stressing out. Be like, Damn. Parker, I got to go. I hope so. We got to 5 o'clock, so ring it in. All right. Um, today, we're going to talk about curb appeal. And although we're sitting in a foot of snow right now, uh, in about 60 days, we're going to be in our busiest market where we're listing houses. People today are looking at... How do I get my house ready? What do I do for March? What, what can I do to add value to my property? And so rather than waiting till the spring to say, hey, let's do some curb appeal, let's get people in the front door, I thought, let's do this now. Let's get people thinking about what they need to do to get people past the for sale sign on the street into that front door with a grin and already in love with the property. Fantastic. Who else would I have but Mr. Lyons himself? Well, here we are. Let's go for it. So... Maybe just tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, how, why landscaping? I'm not sure as it was a choice or the stigma of barrier to entry to do something. <laughs> <laughs> there was none. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know what? I just got into it, and it just seemed to take off. I was in forestry and landscaping, and then I just said enough of forestry and went to landscaping, and it just kind of grew and grew from a pickup truck to now. So Cool. Um, I think I just got trapped up in my own thing. I, I wanted to build a business so that I had time off, which was eight or 10 years of grinding and then take three months off. And after 10 years of that, it's like, damn, we don't have any cookies in the jar. We got to yeah. get to work on this. So that's when I really got focused of yeah. into the landscape. Let's get, let's get professional. Let's get expert about this. Yeah. So your, your business is probably a little bit similar to mine in that, um, Anybody with a pickup truck and a shovel probably one day thinks, maybe I'll start a landscaping company, right? Well, when people are out of a job, you got a truck, you got a lawnmower, let's go. Yeah. You know, and that's it, man. And um, anybody can pretty much do it. Right. But very few can do it actually really properly. Exactly. Add value, um, give you what you're paying for, and actually install it correctly so it lasts longer. Yeah. So uh, there's landscaping and then there's landscaping. So, And you differentiate yourself. I mean, we just talked a little bit about some of your other entrepreneurial spirits, but I mean, you're also retail. So you got the stuff. (laughs) We do stuff. You know, we we only supply products that we would install ourselves. Yeah. So whatever we've got there, that's what we're installing. And I mean, it begins with quality, you know. Uh, You want a tree or a shrub to look good in four or five years? Well, what kind of topsoil are you putting around it? Right. You know, if you put crappy topsoil around it, well, you're going to have to fertilize it every year. Yeah. Well, I'd be smarter spending a bit more bucks on some really good dirt 
Yeah. You know, uh, and then not have to fertilize as much or maybe at all because everything is so good, right? Yeah. You know. And, and I can admit, I've been a victim of the Home Depot apple tree that, uh, <laughs> that took off and grew really well. But after about four or five years of babysitting it and, and wondering, why doesn't this thing produce fruit? It turns out it's a, it's a native tree to Australia. And it, we don't have a summer long enough for it to even get to fruit stage. And uh, so after you know, some careful consideration, I decided that I should take advice from someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, that's not me. I'm going to own this one. Um, on the plant and tree side, there is a lot smarter people on our team than me uh, that know what to do with planting and zones and, and that. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I don't know. I know a fair bit, but we've got some really good experts at the office that point you in the right direction. Yeah. And uh, I, that's key. That's, that's key for us. I'd rather be less busy and give better advice than be over busy give you something you don't need and have you hate me. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to tell 10 people and... It's the short game versus long game. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to play the long game. Um, okay, so let's let's dive into this. Uh, I'm going to sell my house in the spring and I'm meeting with my realtor. My realtor says, spice up the curb to get people in the door. Tell me your experiences. Tell me a story. Tell me something interesting about maybe an experience you had where... A house was now. Didn't didn't you just do one with Jeremy Reed? I did. I did yeah. one with Jeremy. Absolutely. Yeah, tell us um, about that. You know what? He rang us up and he's like, I, I met him at uh, another realtor's Terry Lynn's wedding. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, we should do something. And I was like, okay, I got a project coming up, and I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Whatever we got to do, let's do something. Okay. But it has to be fun, and yeah. it has to add value. Yeah, yeah. Well. You, with you guys, you guys are all similar. Like, well, not all similar, but you know what? You and Jeremy are like add value guys. So I said, let's let's do it, man. Let's show me the project. We went out there and looked at the client's place, and and uh, I said we can definitely get it so that this house will sell immediately, right? Because you don't have a second chance as a first impression. Yeah, yeah. It only happens once, That's and right. you know what? Let's beat that hurdle. So first thing is, is we're doing this now. So you are on the ball, man. Yeah. Because if you don't get in line now, you're not going to have it when you need it in the spring. That's right. You know, we've had people booking in October, November for the spring. So, you know, curb appeal. What's the first thing, you know, it's, and this is more, uh, forgive me if I may, this is more of a a wife, woman, a a female thing. The emotional side. It's got to, it's got to ring home for the lady. Uh, guys are kind of okay with stuff, but yeah, yeah. you know what? We'll when, fix it. Yeah. yeah you we'll know, I'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, when? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I heard that last year, didn't I? <laughs> you know, it was only four days ago, honey. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, it's that first impression. So it's just even trimming the shrubs and getting everything looking decent, having the yard um, crisp. And by that means, like, no leaves. Get the lawn mowed. And get your edges tight. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, if I show up and it's like the grass is growing into your planter beds, yeah. man, that just looks like work to me. That's right. Uh, I'm a guy, but yeah. to a woman, it's like, oh. Maybe they can't see past it. Right, right. right? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. You know, it's like a stain on a dress, man. It doesn't, you know. It doesn't come let's, let's Let's make that go away in the beginning. That's right. Um, painting a fence. 
Yep. Graveling the yard, getting rid of the potholes. Here, here's a big one. Yep. This is one of the experiences is getting rid of the potholes in a gravel driveway. Yeah. And just raking it so it's all like, man, did you just install that driveway? Yeah. No, it's been here forever. Yeah. You know, Pre-packed. like having that look, that sharp look. So yeah. when we signed up with Jeremy um, to do his client's house, it was a front yard makeover. Um, it was short. We didn't have a lot of time yep. to put this together. So we actually went and did a, a complete front yard in one day, yep. um, which was we had equipment and going crazy and the clients were excited. So we, we made some excitement out of it. You're going to spend some money, have some fun. Yeah. Um, and we graveled the driveway, raked it, got it all tuned up, put a small patio in. Yep. So that, you know, you weren't walking off of the gravel driveway onto some wooden stairs with rocks in your feet yep. and planted some plants and zero scape, you know, and I think this is a big thing that people talk about and I've heard it go both ways, man, I'm sick of seeing just gravel and rock in the front yard, right. but on the other side, it's like, damn, look at all this water we're wasting. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing you need to do is when you want to arrive at your house, what would you want? Do you want to work in the front yard or do you want to just go to work in the backyard? Yeah. You arrive at home all the time and your front yard is tight. You just walk in the backyard, grab a glass of wine, and uh, go check out your backyard. Man, I can't wait for summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. I would, even, I would even stretch the idea that we carry our phones around, okay? And even the demographics of like a yep. 50, 60-year-old, they're still getting into the habit. My mother is 70 one and she is now like a cell phone really yeah and what two years ago she said she wasn't gonna have one she on facebook not yet i'm working on it okay but if you're looking at properties that's your first impression right it's going to be on your three and a half inch screen that you got in front of you absolutely and if you got like you say a dysfunctional front yard that's not tight then the impression that you have is that first let's not go look at this house and just getting someone to your house in a listing situation is like 95% of the battle because someone might walk in there and they didn't want a split level home and they didn't want to be up against the train tracks, yada, yada, yada. But something about that house grabs them and they love it. And then they go on a bite. I've seen this over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, you can't get them there if they don't want to look at the, the, look at the house. And that curb appeal is one of those strings that kind of pulls them in. Well, I mean, it's just like you drive down the street. Yep. Man, I like that house. Ooh, all these other ones. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And they're all BC Builder Boxes. Right. Right, right, right. So right. one's dragging your attention. Exactly. So, you know what? Stand out. Yeah. Be clean. Be tight. Like, clean up that front yard. First impressions are everything. That's our And it is the day. landscape. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's like, is that spell work to me or not? Does it look good? Does it get my attention? Right. You know? Like you said, I never really thought of it from that perspective before. So this is, I learned something today. So thank you. Um, we see it on a phone. That's our first impression. No kidding. Yeah. So that means it's got to be that much better. That's right. Yep. So this is good. Because you only I get like three inches to look at. Yeah. I mean, unless you're carrying Ooh. around an iPad. But, you know, that's all, your, <laughs> that's all your first impression is. You might as well make it the best it can be. And I'll give you an exact example was yesterday. I was up in Westmount. And I'm not going to pick on a house, but uh, if you can figure out which house it is, great. There's a house my clients wouldn't go into when they got there. And they're like looking around. They're like, well, it's a bad neighborhood. I'm like, you, you live in this neighborhood. It's not the neighborhood. You don't, like the, you don't like the appeal of the front of the house. Yeah. 
And I was like, I don't want to leave without at least showing the house. So if you guys just want to sit in the car, it's fine. I'm going to run in and put my business card in. I open the front door. It's fully rented inside. Yeah. On the outside, it looks like it looks terrible. So I dragged them in there and they're like, man, I never thought somebody would have this much um, pride of ownership on the inside and nothing on the outside. And I'm assuming, you know, they've renovated the house from the inside out. But, and it's, we just haven't got to spring yet because they've only been in the house for about six months. So just haven't got to the outside yet. Yeah, yeah. But the house is on the market. So they missed an opportunity with my guys to grab the emotion from the outside. So there's a good example if you're selling this year to put a little bit of effort. And it doesn't, I don't think you need to spend, you need to call in, call in to Everyone redo is, the whole thing, right? You got yeah. to be tasteful about it. You know, even at, we've done it so where it's, and this is a really cool thing, and, and I never really realized the value that we, we actually offer, is we've got three designers, three certified landscape designers on staff. So you go and do a little touch-up and get your place looking tighter, clean, you know, like trimming and, and all that sort of stuff, and maybe you get a little bit of a landscape plan for the person coming in. Right. Here's our future plan, but you know what? You could take over. Yeah. Your plan's already done. All See you gotta do idea. is do it. Yeah. Make that barrier an inch easier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, but man, you look at the inside rentals, look at the houses inside. Yeah. The new house is going up, and then it's like the builders are like, oh, yeah, but your budget's done. Yeah, yeah. We squeeze an extra 10 points out of you. You got nothing left for landscape, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll throw down some shit dirt and. Uh, <laughs> Lay some grass over and yeah. see you later. We're digging Bye. the foundation next Bye. door. We'll yeah. tap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? So what would you say is like a trend right now as far as landscaping? Like what are the things like maybe five or six years ago you weren't buying so much of, but now is kind of the trend? So we're installing a lot of outdoor fire features. Right. Right. So um, we're running gas lines. You're not carrying propane tanks anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and that outdoor fire, that outdoor ambiance, yep. hitting a home run right there. Yep. Um, I think another really sexy thing that people don't use enough of or get it mm-hmm. is landscape lighting. Right. Well, my house has some lights. Yeah. Well, let's drive by it at night and see what it looks like. Exactly. Um, no thanks. Yeah. You know, light up those bushes. Like let's let's. They look good. Show some stuff at night. You want to sell your house? Yeah. Have your people go to your property at night. Yeah, yeah. And when you see that you've got an entertaining yard at night, yep. damn, Looks guess good. what? I've got another room for free. It's outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you get more use out of your property. So Good call. Good call on that one. Yeah. Landscape lighting is becoming more and more popular. Um, yep. oh, more and more in demand, I would say. Sure. People aren't just saying, can you do it? They're saying, do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I've seen a lot of, and I've participated in this on my own level, is the split rail. I don't think split rail was as huge maybe five, ten years ago. It sure looks good now. It's like a fence without a fence, mm-hmm. right? It's defining. As a culture, we like to define our property lines. And you'll see subdivisions where there's just no fences because the people don't want to look like they're boxing themselves in. And it's different when you pick one side of your yard to, to not be fenced but maybe split rail so you, it carries into you know, green space or a park or, you know, something like that, right? Absolutely. Uh, split row fences is, is a beauty because uh, you can either break it up or have it continuous. Right. You know, like uh, that, almost like that rustic old farm style yeah. look. You know, you stain it up a little bit and it has that beautiful, soft, brown 
look to it. Yeah. So if you got a zero scape, which is typically a gravel or a shale or something like that, yeah. it adds another texture to your landscape, which softens things up. Sure. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, split rail fence, that cedar split rail fence is, there's more and more of it going in. Yep. Even on the developer side. Sure. You like know, Juniper West did yeah, a, Juniper West, um, Tobiano, you know, they're doing a great job yeah. out at Tobiano. There's some, we did a fun project out there. So another new thing is just that zero scape berming, like yep. not having just these flat pancake yards, you know, we'll bring in a bunch of fill to create some mounds yep. and give your yard, uh, like the golf course rolling, yeah. Hill, right? Yeah. You know, and you put a dry creek bed in, you put some bushes and a couple of nice trees in with some Throw landscape light lighting. Yeah. Um, water features. Actually, this is a really cool one too because uh, those basalt columns that are core drilled. Yeah. Okay, and we put uh, a pump in the bottom and have that recirculating with um, a light up against it and that's sort of at the entry of your house. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just jazzes it up so much nice. We're doing more of those. Right. Like Those seem to be getting into the properties that we're doing more so. Cool. Yeah. Um, what would you say in an adding value situation, would you have people on staff or would you have people, maybe not your like your design team that may be a little more per hour, but if, if we had clients that wanted to sell their house to just to go through like a 20 minute presentation, just to say, Hey, this is because I would put that on because I would see that there's, there's a gap. And it's my job as a realtor to make sure that I'm getting the most for a sale. Like it, it's my duty to those clients, not yep. to just back down and say it, it should sell just fine the way it is. If there's value there that I see that they're missing, um, bring in somebody to do like a regularly scheduled pre-listing kind of landscaping curb appeal makeover plan, so to speak. Right. Yep. Um, I, I'll tell you, a quick story about my own personal uh, experience. I bought a house four years ago from a landscaper who didn't do any landscaping. Okay. <laughs> and he, he was trying to flip the house and uh, he did lots of good stuff on the inside and I could see so much better on the outside. And I live on acreage, right? So it's yeah. not always like, do you consider an acreage property like a landscaping property? Right. But the front yard, big 10,000 square foot front yard is a huge yard. Uh, it's big. It's huge. Yeah. I landscaped the whole thing. It's like right? a farm, man. It, it's like a house lot in itself. Jeez. Right? But um, it's just where all the houses sit. So that's just yeah. kind of, the, you know, it's the, in that's that the era, right? Yeah. That's how, that's where you would be when you had some land. Um, yeah. No, and I had some, I had some, I bought stuff off of you. I can remember buying a rock because I wanted the, uh, the light with the, the address on a nice uh, yeah. flat rock. Yep. And so I, my wife had this one picked out at, at your place. And so, you know, she had to have it. I don't know what it cost, but I know what it weighed <laughs> because you guys put it on the back of my truck. I didn't even know I was going to make it home. <laughs> and I got this, like, this small uh, Massey Ferguson backhoe, which is kind of like a toy landscaping tool, yep. right? I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing, that thing will lift it off, right? Nope. Not even budging it. <laughs> so I had to jimmy rig my backhoe because it now had the rock, but it, it was going to tip. And I had to get my neighbor to come over with a real backhoe and put his bucket on my my back so it wouldn't tip just to get my truck out of underneath it. We finally got this thing in place. But man, does it look good now. And I do Sweet. have a little light fixture on it, so it's got that. Um, 
I think I got the nicest address label in, in my hood. Love it. Right? That's, that's, that's where it's at, is having that something that's a little bit different. And, you know, best thing about the weight of that rock is nobody's going to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> no one can steal it, yeah. It actually, the rock never got placed the right way. Oh, no. It had one nice face, but the way it came in was the other side, and it was just like, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a doozy then. It was a big one. Um, let's talk about compatible landscaping. So years ago, everyone used to buy cedar bushes, okay? But the mule deer population tend to like those bushes, right? 100%. And now you'll drive through like a, a subdivision where there's 15, 20-year-old cedars and they're protecting them with that, that brown kind of potato skin stuff, uh, the potato sacks. Yep. What, what would you recommend for, I mean, like I know subdivision to subdivision is going to be different. Like if you're up in Sun Rivers, you got to watch them wild sheep. Yep. And I'm sure they have a delicate <clears> taste bud <throat> for certain vegetation. Um, and if you're kind of like on the outskirts of town, Juniper, you know, if you're where I am in Barnhartville, um, you got to be really careful too, because there's, there's plants that you're going to plant. They're just going to get gobbled up. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, compatible landscaping. Well, we live in a semi-arid climate. Yeah. So we could kind of actually it's rained a lot more these last few years. It has. So, you know, maybe that's changing. I don't know. But anyways, um, switch from, from cedars to upright junipers. Yeah. You know, like get some skyrockets in there, some that go really upright and give you that same curb appeal and that same, you know, screening for noise or for visual. Yeah. Um, you, if you're going to put those... those uh, and that'd be a trendy plant, right? Like that was... You're probably selling more than that now than you used to. Uh, it's back and forth. It's back is that and right? forth. It's really, it's really weird. Some people... You know what gets me is they should plant these in Ashcroft, but then we install cedars in Ashcroft. I'm like, this is backwards. <laughs> yeah. Because the wind is going to kill them, and so is all the heat. Like, it's just too hot down there. Right. You need the junipers, right? So you're just standing there water them all day. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what that's what makes your boat float, then, yeah. you know, that's what we do. Um, I got a buddy from Vancouver who bought a lot in Scotch Creek. And, um, you know, he's got a line on $5 cedars. And he's got a gravel truck, right? Yeah, yeah. So he hauls up 150 cedars over the course of two weekends and plants them all along the perimeter of his line. So he doesn't have a fence. Yeah. And everything's cool for the summer. But in the fall, they go away and deer come in in the fall and destroyed his cedars. Absolutely. Literally, we're pulling them out of the ground, dragging them across the road and eating them in the bush. <laughs> so, because <laughs> they were so well irrigated in the fall that they were just like sitting on loose dirt right so i'm just trying to picture a mule deer dragging a cedar <laughs> across the road looking <laughs> both ways big, right so they're, <laughs> they're cheap ones yeah but yeah so i mean compatible landscaping and i think i'd go back to like the idea of going to home depot and buying like what appears to be like a healthy looking shrub not knowing if it's native to your area if it's going to handle the zone that you're in yep. you know what the irrigation requirements are going to be and whether or not that sucker is going to produce any fruit or if it's just going to look like a cool apple tree Absolutely. You know, and, and it's like, I mean, to the cedar thing and the deer, um, you want those? Absolutely. Have them. Yeah. But what can we do to keep the deer off? Well, you know, we got a couple of products that help with that. Oh, do you really? Absolutely. Okay. You know, we've got a couple of things. There's, there's uh, if you put blood meal in a, in a lady's stocking and kind of hang it around the trees. Yeah. The deer don't like that. Is that right? No, they just they they're like I'm out of here, man. That's that doesn't smell good or taste good. I must have that stuff in my pockets when I'm deer hunting. 
Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. We need to take some time off to go, actually. Yeah. Uh, but there's a couple other products that you can use for it, but compatible planting is so huge. You know, you got to plant stuff that's for the climate and for how much time you want to spend in your yard. Yeah. What do you want to do and what do you not want to do? Right. If you're planting rose bushes and you're not really a gardener, well, you should probably put some grasses. Yeah. Something that you don't have to do much with and don't pay attention to, right? So that's a really good topic for people. Way to go. Yeah. Um, shoot over to Xeroscaping here for a minute. The controversy I've heard from people is that it's more work than grass. You, you care to elaborate on that subject? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, uh, well, let's just deal with this right off the hop. I'm going to Home Cheapo. Yeah. What kind of weed berry are you buying? Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, you, you can buy that stuff that's like super ultra cheap. Yeah, yeah. Or like what we install. That's what we sell at the office. The big commercial tarp. It's a double woven yes. commercial tarp. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily let water in everywhere, only yeah. where your plants are. Right. You know, how do we stop weed growth? Yep. Don't give it sunlight. Don't give it water. Right. Cover it up. She's going to die. Or it's going to really help hold it back. Yeah. You know, then over time, you're going to have some maintenance issues. Well, where are maintenance issues in Xeroscape? Well, if you think it's Xeroscape, you got to pay a little bit of attention to things. Yeah. So wherever your concrete curb meets your, your landscaping is typically a place where you're going to have some weeds possibly pop through, right? Yeah. Um, if there's a lot of fines in your gravels or if you're putting uh, like a bark mulch on top of your weed barrier, there's another controversial one we can get into yeah, big yeah. time too. Uh, but if you have lots of dirt and, and, and weeds on top of your weed barrier, well, you're going to have some weed seeds pop in. They yeah. blow in, and they're going to grow on it. Um, I've seen some weed stuff grow through the weed barrier, like a quack grass or something like that. But typically, you want to remove that or, you know, you, you, you got to kill that stuff before you put something down. Like, there's a couple of things you can do to make your life easy. Right. Um, you know, we did a lance, Xeroscape Landscape. Uh, and we actually look after it. And it's that investors group going up Columbia Street. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we did that building like, I don't know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. We look after that. Uh, we used to look after that for Dale Gestalden. Yeah, uh, yeah. Probably know him. Yeah, ex-realtor. Yeah. Yeah. Funny guy. Anyways, uh, he's like, Colin, just take care of it. So right. I'm like, fantastic. We did his landscape properly. We did his Xeroscape properly. Yeah. That was the first commercial building in Calus to get a zero scape, a full zero scape. Oh, really? Class. Yeah. There's a trivia question coming. There it is, yeah. man. So, I'm. We got paid to take care of the maintenance. Yeah. And there was none. I didn't do any maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our our team showed up still once a week. Yeah. And we go around and um, pull like a couple weeds here, maybe prune some of the bushes there, just make it look good. Yeah. You know, we got to make it look good instead of maintain it. Right. So with a zero skip, there's a little bit of TLC that you need to do, but but still, are, if you do it right, it comes down oh. to the story. If you do it right, it's going to be less. Yeah, it's yeah. going to last. And what about water consumption? Way less. Is that a serious issue? We got a river running through our city. Do we need to care about water? Well, maybe not today, but tomorrow. That's a different story, right? Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, why waste it? Why waste when it? When you have the option or the opportunity to be wiser with your consumption of earthly products. Yeah. Why not choose to do the right thing? Yeah. 
So you make a choice to do drip or micro jet irrigation, or do you want to just? Whoa, what's micro drip irrigation? Uh, like like uh, a drip irrigation or like a micro jet? Yeah. Where it just sprays oh, right at like the, the base of the plant. Kind of, yeah, 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 and it's really refined because some of the landscapes um, like that better. Some of the plants like that better than just a drip irrigation. Okay. So and and, and why not? You know, what's the sense? Every time you spray it. Yep. It disappears into the atmosphere. It yep. runs everywhere. It promotes weed growth. Um, yeah, man. If you if you if you wanna if you wanna prep your body, prep your mind, should I say, for what's in store water wise, take a trip down to Southern California or or San Diego, for example. Right. right? And they got some serious water consumption issues down there. What's behind the dam? Um, nothing. <laughs> Sand. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just came back from a trip there two two summers ago, and um, I mean sitting around the table for uh, the the big July celebration. Yeah, that's all everybody talked about was was the the, the fact that there was no water, there was no rain, that the reservoirs are shrinking, that they all wanted to move air to Oregon because they're like that's where it rains, and uh, yeah, you know it was kind of stunning because you come from a place where. You don't really think about water consumption issues. And you got a population down there that exceeds, ironically, everybody's still irrigating. Everybody's got yep. zero scape, but they got a little tree there and there's a sprinkler going. Right? Right? Because it looks good, feels good. Uh huh. When it's hot, get everything wet. Well, I mean, just, just consider this. Like, I mean, we're, we're in our 40s now. Yep. You, born, you grew up here, right? I didn't. Okay. No. Well, we all grew up somewhere, so it doesn't really matter where. But I remember as a kid, I grew up in Rayleigh, and they first started to sell bottled water. Right. I don't know if you remember that, I remember but that. I do specifically. And I was like, no way, man. <laughs> no. I'm never buying a bottle of water. It's free. It comes out of the tap. Yeah. Well, what do we do now? And we buy a bottle Seriously? of water. Seriously? I got two right here. <laughs> exactly. It's got right? fizzy in it. It's better. So it's like, you look at that. Yeah. Think of 10 years. Uh, water is And if you, get, if you get it done in your landscape now. Yeah. Every year you do it sooner, you reap the rewards of savings. Yeah. Yeah, we, we monitor water now, so you're going to pay for it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not going to get cheaper. Yeah. Good call. Good call. On that note, I'll take a sip of water out of my water bottle here, the plastic <laughs> PVC I got in here. Uh, tell me about curb fails. You got curb appeal fails? Uh, Landscaping disasters. Oh, yeah. Do it yourselfer. Just had an idea was Pinterest in the night before, went to Lions Landscaping and loaded up his truck full of crushed rock and forgot the, forgot to put any weed barrier underneath or uh, maybe did some landscaping without irrigation or I don't know. Man, you know what? There's been some funny ones. Even we've done some bloopers. I mean, yeah. come on. We're human. We're going to make some mistakes. Sure. There's one time we installed this new landscape. Um, Ron McGuire. Oh, my goodness. He's a Great guy. He hired us to landscape. I was young in landscape. We installed the sprinklers in the front yard. Everything was tight, beautiful. You know, we put the retaining walls in. The front yard was flat as a pancake where the grass is going to be. Grades are perfect. I forgot the sprinklers on. Oh. So I get back there in the morning, and there's water spraying out between the Allen blocks at 6 a.m. And the front yard has like six inches of water where the topsoil is supposed to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that happens. Restart. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to leave it for a couple of days, let it dry out. Let it muck out. And yeah. the retaining wall today is yeah. still there, has not moved. Nice. So 
But uh, you know what? There's been some real wild ones. People installing, you know, people don't dig big enough holes for their trees. Right. Oh, that's the size of the pot? Well, your hole needs to be like three times as big, right. four times as big. Well, I only need one scoop of dirt. Actually, no, you need like three. Yeah. You know, give that tree something good to get going so it can it can really, th- you know, thrive. Thrive, get going, get flourished. Yeah. Um, other landscape follies. I'll think, uh, let me think on that. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you a good one. I had a, a buddy of mine who bought a house uh, in a new development, had fresh landscaping, and one of the developers had parked a tree that was going to be a big, you know, big girthy tree right up against the foundation. And, uh, you know, we're standing around. It wasn't an issue. He just said, you know, I'm going to get rid of that. Yeah. And so he grabs it and kind of pulls it because it just been laid in there, right? And I said, well, what are you going to do with that tree? And he says, well, do you want it? I said, yeah, throw it in the back of my truck right now. I'll plant it tonight, right? So I don't even know what kind of tree it was. Some <laughs> deciduous tree, right? So we flipped this thing in the back of my truck, and, and he's kind of a green thumb, and I'm not. He says, you better take care of this tree, right? Says, yeah, yeah, no worries. So... I, you know, get a bag of bone meal and I get my backhoe going and I dig a big hole and I set it in there. And legitly for a summer, I, I, I made sure physically that the water level in the, in the ground was good, right? I didn't want this thing to dry up. And some big buck this winter came and destroyed that tree. <laughs> Used it as a, as a scraping post and destroyed it. I took a, took a picture of it and put it on uh, Facebook because it, it wasn't like he didn't leave it alone. He was back the next night, scraped again. You know, I kind of move the soil around and hope that maybe some moisture would creep up that <laughs> the bark level. <laughs> so I'm thinking in the spring, I think my tree's dead. It's to, probably after this winter, you know, yeah. odds are. It's gonna be it dead. got a little colder this winter. It's cold, yeah, and it's dry. Yeah. When it gets cold, it gets dry. Yeah, we had, uh, I mean, it's dry snow, right? Yeah. It's powdery, fluffy, packed down now. Oh. So tell me about snow removal. What would you like to know? How hard is it to shovel snow? I don't know. You guys do a lot of snow removal, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do a ton of snow removal. Yeah. Um, Keeps you guys busy all year round. It's a. It's become a major part of our our service. Um, and then taking care of clients twelve months a year. Right. Right. So summer maintenance, winter maintenance, and um, you know making sure everybody's safe. Yeah. Especially commercial clients that need parking lots moving. Yeah. So is that like a 5 a.m. You got to kind of peek out the window, and if it's snowing, you got to start making phone calls. Or no, that's like um, three days before you're planning. Oh, really? So typically, like we've got seven snow watch managers, okay. and uh, we see an event coming. If it's a 12 to 18 hour event, we don't treat it as severe. If it's bigger than that, like a 12 to 24 hour event, that's Right. Getting towards an extreme event, seventy-two hour plus. So that's a major event. Okay. So you got to plan for these events, right? Because we got every time it snows, we we launch out. There's forty team members go to work. Wow. And there's like thirty-five pieces of equipment. That is a serious operation. Yeah. So you got like the app on your phone that's dinging five, six days in advance, letting you know that there's a front moving in. Uh, no, we get snow watch. So um, our team divides up weeks so we've got one of our supervisors snow watch supervisor looks after dispatch and looks after forecasting the events every week and then cool. every friday like right now the guys are switching shifts yep you know uh, i think darren's coming off and jeff's going on so right now they're spending hours together 
planning, you know, crews and equipment, what's been going on this week, right. and a new lead takes in, and it's his role and responsibility to make sure that our company is prepared to look after our clients. When, when disaster starts. So he's, mon yeah. so everybody else gets rest. We got yeah. one guy that, that sacrifices a week, yep. and it's his job to make sure that everybody else gets as much rest as possible. He looks after the phone 24 hours a day. Everything goes to him. He plans events. He coordinates equipment, organizes repairs. Cool. He's, he's on the ball for, you know, seven straight days. Right. And then somebody else will shift on. Cool. All right. Well, I have a, a themed kind of final topic, okay, that I always like to ask people. Um, it's a new year, so we have a lot of discussion amongst entrepreneurs and business owners of what's to come. So I'd like to know your thoughts about 2018 and what you suspect is going to is coming our way this new year. Well, does, I'm not talking like landscaping, but I'm just talking about economically and calendars general. in general. Yeah. So, number one, which I think is fantastic, you're hitting the mark. You're warming people up and educating them to get on it early. Yeah. And I think one of our indicators is going to be where's the labor come from? Right. Where do the companies come from? If you'd like to get serviced, you can't leave it till the last minute. Yeah. You got to pre-plan. I think that's one of our big things that's going to be this year um, is how busy we're going to be. Yeah. You know, everything that we had completed last year for work, we had 84 people installing landscape last year. Wow. We have bookings that take us to September for 80 people already. Okay. So, and I'm not saying we don't have any room, but I'm saying that's how busy it is already. Yeah. You know? So I, I think that's one of our economic things, you know, forecast, look at what's going to happen in Kamloops, look at what's happening in the interior. We are a place that people want to move to. Absolutely. You know, you look at what you guys have for inventory. There mm -hmm. isn't much. Yeah. Um, look at the people that still want to come here. Yeah. Who's building? Yeah. Where are they building? And, okay, well, let's buy, let's build, let's renovate, let's tear down, but turn this house into a duplex. Or, yep, yep, yep. you know, you look at all the stuff that's going on here, it's going to be extremely busy. It's going to be a good year. Yeah, I think 2018, we're going to have, we're, we're geared up to have our best year ever. Cool. And the economic forecast for us in, here in the Okanagan is, is, is the work is just arriving. W would you say that the 604 area code new consumer to Kamloops is a, has a different mindset? Do you think they're more, like, it's got to be now, it's got to be, you know, they spend more money, do they assume it's going to be uh, bigger and better than it's ever been before? Or? Uh, I think they're all excited to come here and get something done. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. It's We're coming to Kamloops, we're going to wind down, or we just sold our $2 million house, we're going to buy a place $2 million for $500, townhouse. Yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm going to sink like 80 to 100 in landscaping, and we can get that done tomorrow, right? Yeah. No. -uh. <laughs> we don't so, have a billion people Right. Around, so yeah. like you, we're the same thing. Let's get yeah. everybody warmed up beforehand so they're educated and in. But, you know, the 604 guys, you know, half of them are understanding and half of them are like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're seeing a lot of Alberta come here now. I'm seeing Ontario come yep. here. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people come here and build their dream properties in the shoe shop and, and semi-retire. Yeah. Uh, or they've made it and we're going to do something right. I mean, we did one residential landscape and it was, you know, it was in excess of probably 600000 Wow. You know, 
So just there's a couple of those. Well, every week, and you're good to go. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you know, full time. So team. you look at some of these things that are going on, and what people are. But these these folks, you know, there's a lot of folks uh, that are real savvy, and yeah. they're pre planning. Yeah. You know, and we've had those arrive all winter long, and our designers have been going all winter long. So, trying to service that need and get in yeah. front of it. I would say from August or so of this year on was my phone was mostly most of my clients were coming out of the Vancouver area really eh yeah and it was like it, it was like my buddy now wants to move to to Kamloops yeah and so you know here's my buddy and and here's his uncle who now wants to follow him up here because we're going to start a business together yeah yeah you know whatever right so so were they retiring were they just transitioning in life was it like a career guys change are younger they're they're in their 40s and they just I mean they holiday at the shoe swap so it's like why wouldn't we live there when we can work at Fort Mac and, and fly anywhere to home, right? Yeah. Or maybe because we got an extra 400K in our bank because we just did really well in our investment in Langley, why don't we just sit sit for a year and see, yeah. see maybe I'll just do something different, right? It's a, a life change if you, if you don't like your job and you feel like you're paying a big mortgage down there and you can pull off a, a nice chunk of equity, come up, live a better lifestyle... I say that carefully because it's my opinion, right? But, and you have some money to put in the bank, you can, you can change your lifestyle. You can get a different career. You can go back to school. You can, there's a lot of options, right? So, well, you're not spending your life in traffic. No. That sounds good to me. Damn right. Yeah. Damn, going to Vancouver and coming out, man, you have to pre plan that. <laughs> you do have to plan. Okay, I'm not arriving at 7 a.m. in traffic. No, thank you. I'm either going to be there at 6 or I'm not. Yeah. And like this morning, I had to go to Sun Peaks this morning, and I hit the most minute traffic jam because there was a little accident on the highway this morning coming into Valley View. And I just panicked. Like, I can see the accident. It's only 50 cars in front of me. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. It's, my whole world's upside down because of one little bit of traffic. Like, that's, that's nothing. I you can touch the office. I can see it, yeah. but I can't get there. I ain't walking. <laughs> not in this cold. <laughs> Colin, man, it's been appreciated. I really appreciate you coming on the show. How do people get a hold of you if they need uh, to plan for their landscaping this year? You know, hit us on our website. Uh, we're going to have a new launch. You can send it to info at lionslandscaping.com. Um, you know, we'd love to hook up with you and see if we can help your needs. Yeah. Um, basically, a lot of our, uh, please send an email. You know, we're pretty good on the phones, but the phones are pretty busy with snow, snow plowing and snow services right now. So uh, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Cool. Info at lionslandscaping.com. Nice. Well, it does sound like if somebody needs some landscaping stuff going on this year, they're going to need to plan in, the, in, in a little bit in advance. So let's not wait for the first sunny day in March to be like, now is the time to plan the landscaping. Colin, I super appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks again. Maybe we'll have you on again sometime. Fantastic, you guys. Pleasure to meet you guys. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, today was fantastic, man. Thanks for having me. Cool. Cheers. Anytime. Right on, man.